begin this series, 2020 Clear Vision, with the audacious level of faith, believing, not, not hype, not like convincing oneself, not positive confession. We actually believe, and it's biblically substantiated, we know from Job that what comes out of our mouth matters. We decree such a thing, and we declare it with our mouths, it will be established. And Romans, call those things which are not as though they were. I am convinced that we are going to see what we've never seen before. I am convinced for me, for my family, my home, my church, for every family here, every family viewing online, that you will see this year, 2020, clear vision, what you have not seen before. You're going to see the glory, the grace, the gifting, the working of Jesus in you, with you, and through you in an unprecedented manner. You have to be frustrated. You have to be up to here with seeing failure and sin and brokenness and defeat and sickness and poverty and the assignments of the enemy. You have to finally stand up and say, enough is enough. As for me and my house, we're going to see the glory of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the favor of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, the power of Jesus. Once upon a time, there was a man named Elijah. Elijah would pray and things would happen. One of the greatest prophets of all time. Elijah had an attitude. You wouldn't play with Elijah. Man, pray down fire, pray down rain, unleash a drought. He had a protege named Elisha. He found Elisha one day pushing a plow, 1 Kings 19, 19. God had told Elijah, that's going to be the man that's going to succeed you. So he found that Elisha pushing a plow. He made him his student, his protege. Elisha and Elijah, here it is. Let me speak to you parenthetically from 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. This is the way it went after chapter 19 of 1 Kings. I want what you have. I want to see what you see. I want to carry what you carry. Elijah looks at Elisha and says, all right, here's the, here's the story. Here's the skinny. I'm going to go through different places. Follow me. Keep your eyes on me. Follow me. Simply stated, if you go where I go and do what I do, you will see what I see and even more. Not, co not complicated at all. So Elijah begins the journey, as you well know. We're going to review for those students who missed the last two classes, but real quick. We begin at Gilgal. Gilgal is the place of separation. This is where God separates you from your old you. Anybody here, your old you is crucified, raise your hand. If your old you is never coming back, raise both hands. If you don't even know the old you anymore, raise both hands and a foot. If you know that the old you is in Jesus, that even if you wanted to go back to the old you, you can't find the old you because the old you has been buried by Christ himself. One more time, you can't go back to the old you. I said it last week, your old you is gone. He, it, it's in Jesus. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet that I but Christ liveth in me. Your old you is gone. So if you try to go back to the old you, you're actually going back to an illusion of the old you because there is no old you to go back to. So get over yourself. It's only the new you. The, the new. So Gilgal, we begin. you begin by separating yourself from the old you. And it's not you who doesn't separate. It's the work of the Spirit, the blood of Jesus separates you from the old you when when the old you is gone then you dream when you have a dream you become dangerous because that dream drives you when you have a dream and the old you is gone when the new you has a dream you're able to shout down walls and your wall becomes your children's bridge worthy of repeating your children will walk on the ruins of what you shout down in your generation. 
Let me repeat that one more time. Your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children will one day walk on top of the stuff that right now stands in your way. And then they got here, Jordan. Somebody say Jordan. Here's a story. Let me have somebody. I need somebody just to illustrate this. Yeah, you're very applicable on so many levels in this message. Come here, Elisha. So let me have a jacket because I'm not using mine. It's too nice. Somebody give me a jacket real quick. <laughs> just a jacket real quick, real quick, real quick. That's quick. That's excellent. Armando, you thought about taking yours off and you like hesitated. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you Faithful. Faithfulness. Thanks a lot. That's great. So here it is. So watch this. So you've been following me. You get it. The old you is gone. The new you is born. The new you has a dream. When, you have, when the new you has a dream, nothing can be able to stand in your way. Your walls become your bridges. Yeah. So I'm going to show you the final step, Elisha. Let me show you. Elisha, come here. I'm going to show you a lesson here. This is 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 6. Watch this. Elisha, that's the Jordan. Let me show you something, Elisha. Come, come here on this side. We want to get over there. There is no bridge. There's a river. But we want to get over there. That's our destiny. Elisha, I'm going to show you something. When you have to get somewhere... And there is no way I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to show you what to do, Elisha, because there will come a time in life where you want to get to your place of destiny and there is no bridge. What if I tell you there are moments in your life where you're not going to find a door or a window or a gate? What if I tell you that not everything is easy as Sunday morning? What if I tell you that sometimes in life your destiny is right over there, but there's, it looks like there's absolutely no way to get there? There will be chapters in your life where you will find a door. There will be chapters where the windows will open up. There will be chapters where the gates will open up. And then there will be chapters where there's no viable way for you to get there. Listen to me, Elisha. That's not the chapter where you turn back. That's not the chapter where you turn around. That's not the chapter where you go into a pity, in a, in a pity party corner going like, woe is me, woe is me. That's not the chapter where you say, God brought me this far to abandon me here. No, Elisha. Elisha, let me show you what to do. Whenever you find yourself where your destiny is waiting for you, but there is no door, no window, no gate, and no bridge, you take what God has placed inside of you, you take what God has placed on you, and you connect what God has placed in you with what's in front of you. And I'm going to tell you what happens next, Elisha. Put a smile on your face, because if you connect your obstacle with God's anointing and purpose, God will make a way where there is no way is there anybody in this house who can bear witness that God can make a way where there is no way is there anyone here who in the past decade God made a way where there was no way and if he did it in the last decade he'll do it in 2020 he'll do it in 2021 he'll do it if you are serving the way maker shout like he's the way maker Is the way. So he, let me show you what he does. He does this. He does, let me show you what you do. You, you, you. Hold on to this, Elijah. Don't get enamored. Not yet. Not your time yet, sunshine. <clears throat> let me read something. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 7. While Elijah was instructing Elisha on the Jordan, 50 men, group of prophets, watched from a distance. As Elijah and Elisha 
We're in front of the river. Stop. It's you and me here, right? Imagine 50 people over there from a distance. Mm. Let me warn you. You're always going to have people that God assigns to you to be next to you. But I'm going to warn you. You're always going to be happy. When you carry authority, people will always be watching you from a distance. Now, I want you to hear me. People, some of them have reasons. Curiosity, one. Number two, some people want to see whether or not your anointing actually works. Yeah, they just want to see, does it still work? Does he still have it? And unfortunately, and this is true, we can't deny it, there are certain people that watch you from a distance that are expecting you to fall. They're waiting for you to fail. But I want you to hear me. If they did not pray with you, their opinion does not matter. I'm going to drop the mic and I'm going to walk away. If they did not pray with you, their opinion does not matter. If they did not fight with you, their opinion does not matter. If they did not go through hell with you, their opinion does not matter. Forget, you're not defined by those that see you from a distance. What matters to you are those that God has assigned to you in your life and in your circle. Are you with me right now? The people from a distance do not define you. I dare you to look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, the people from a distance, distant people do not define me. I am not defined by people that think they know me when they don't know me at all. I know you're getting this right now. I don't know if you're, I don't know why I'm preaching this right now. I need, I don't give a holy hood what they post on your Instagram account, on your Facebook account, on your Twitter account. It doesn't matter if they like or they don't like. God is with you. He is guiding you. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you overcame. He knows what you survived. He knows what you will go through. He knows what you will accomplish. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Keep the people, keep the people from a distance at a distance. Did you ever see Elijah have a conversation? No, he just had a conversation with Elisha because he was here. It's those that God places here that you care about. Those that God places here. Now watch this. So watch. So Elijah, one more thing, Mr. Elijah. Elijah did not say, come here, Elisha. I'm not going to go over there. Let's go to Starbucks. <laughs> Why don't just, just you and I get some coffee? What do you drink at Starbucks, Elijah? Grande Americano. Grande Americano. Ooh. So healthy, it ain't no sugars. <laughs> I'm gonna get my almond decaf latte. You get your grande americano, and we're gonna sit. And Elisha, listen, I have my laptop. Come here. L let me show you. One day, let me show you on the laptop. Um, drink your coffee. W one day. You're going to get to a Jordan and in life, and it represents metaphorically obstacles and your destiny. And what you do is you take your anointing and, your, and, your, and what God has placed in you, your faith, and you connect your faith with your circumstance, and God will make a way. So if you read what I have here on these notes, and good luck. Whenever that happens, go get them, tiger. 
that never happened. Elijah didn't just teach Elisha. Elijah took Elisha to the Jordan. If you love them, take them with you in your journey. Oh no, you missed it. I, I know you missed it. In other words, I'm, God is looking for a generation of people in the church today that won't tell their kids, live holy, show them how to live holy. Don't tell your kids, the Bible says that you have authority to cast out devils and demons. It's in the book. Beautiful. Agreed. But instead of just telling them, why don't you show them what it is to cast out a devil and a demon? No, you're missing this. There's a generation that doesn't want to be told. They don't want information. They want impartation. They, 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 they want spiritual moms and dads that just don't tell them to pray. Show them how to pray. Show them how to worship. Don't just tell your kids when you get to church, lift up your hands, and then you have your hands in your pocket. Lift up your hands and lift up the name of Jesus. Model behavior. Show them. We... We need demonstration. Somebody said we need demonstration. I am, the, I am believing that this decade will be the decade of demonstration. It's not just rhetoric. It's demonstration. I'm going to make this going to be a little bit edgy and hard. But in this church, I refuse just to teach you. Teaching you is awesome because we, we're, we're Bible-based. We teach the word and preach the word. But, but we need to demonstrate the word. If all I do is teach you about Jesus, the healer, but we never have a healing service here or we never lay hands on the sick to be healed, then it's rhetoric, man. And if I could see that online. But the difference is we need people that just don't teach it, but they live it out and they show you the power of God. I don't know if you're getting that right now. I just don't believe that God heals the sick. I know that God heals the sick. And if you're in this place sick right now, the, the healing virtue of Jesus right now is in this place. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Hey, cancer, I'm not asking you. I'm commanding you to get out. Hey, diabetes, I'm not asking you. I'm commanding you to get out. Hey, heart, I'm not asking you. I'm commanding you to get out. Don't just tell them, show them. Preaching a little bit hard because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Don't just tell them, show them. Show them, show them, show them, show them. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I'm just, I'm just not going to tell them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them how to live in victory. I'm going to show them how to overcome. Watch me. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now raise both hands if you want because your children and your children's children and your loved ones and your friends will watch you. Oh, wow. I feel a word. Let me tell you the word. What God's going to do in your life is going to be so amazingly great as you inherit this greater portion of anointing. It's going to be so great. Remember the people from a distance that I talked about that they were watching? Whatever I tell you, that the people from a distance and the people close to you and, and all the people in your favor and all your haters are all going to see the favor of God upon your life. I dare you to raise both hands and say, watch me. Watch me tell that mountain to move. Watch me kick the devil out of my house, my neighborhood, my city, my state, and my nation. Watch me. Watch me shout down the walls. Watch me pray down fire. Watch me slay the giant. Watch me come out of the furnace with a tan. Hey! Somebody shout, watch me. Watch me go from glory to glory. 
Watch me. Watch me walk through doors that are opening up. Watch me. Watch me. Somebody say, watch me. So he showed them. Don't just tell them. Show them. Show them how to do it. He never just said, he, she just said, watch me. He said, watch me. And he takes the cloak and he does this. He says, I'm going to take what God has placed upon me. And I'm going to do this. So there is no way, huh? And he goes. All of a sudden, he connected what God had placed on him with what's in front of him. Do you know what God has placed on you? Y'all don't get it. You don't have religion on you, baby. You don't have a denomination on you, baby. You don't have an idea on you. You don't have a philosophy on you. You don't have an ideology. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the authority of Jesus himself. You have the kingdom of God all over you. I dare you to look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm going to tell you what I have. I don't have a philosophy. I don't have an ideology. I don't have a religious idea. I have the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the anointing of God's precious Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what I got. You got to use what you got. What has God placed on you? Every time you hear a prophetic preaching, that's on you. Imagine taking everything that God has placed on you and confronting your now, your circumstance with everything that God placed on you. I'm placing this word on you. Or how many times has God spoken to you throughout your life? Like I kid you not. Do you have you lost count? You have. Imagine every how many preachings have you heard, dude? A lot. Imagine taking everything you have ever heard, everything you have ever received. Every time somebody prophesied to you, every time the preacher spoke to you, every time, and taking all of that and looking at what's in front of you that's saying, you're never going to get here. You're never going to come through. You're never going to make it. And instead of you going like, mama, 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 you go, are you kidding me? Do you know what I've been carrying? Do you know what's on me? Do you have any idea? Everything I've been receiving, I'm about to tell you, let me show you in the name of Jesus. Open in my favor. Somebody should be praising. Lift up your hands. It's opening in your favor. What you carry, it's opening in your favor. Stand where you are standing. Stand with me. I'm telling you what you carry. He took what he carried. Hey, Pastor Nate, he folded it. Isn't that beautiful? He folded it. Like tranquility, man. Something. You're telling me I can't go through that? What? What? Do you know what I carry? Do you know what I carry? I carry this in the drought. I carry this when I confronted Ahab on Mount Carmel. And fire came down. I carry this when my servant wouldn't stop looking. And the rain came down. And, and by the way, let me tell you, let me tell you, Elijah, what people don't, don't know. They don't know because 
I, they don't know because I didn't post this on my Facebook page. Because it was one of those chapters you don't post on the Facebook page. Not everything should you be posting on your Facebook page. Your Instagram, your Twitter, your TikTok, whatever it may be. Um, right after the rain came down, I, somebody texted me on my iPhone and told me that Jezebel said she was going to kill me in 24 hours. And, and I should have known because I'm, I'm the guy that carries all that, right? And, 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 and it, it freaked me out. It did. I, 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 I almost left the ministry. I actually I technically walked away. Read it. He, this actually happened. And, and, and I, I went into a cave here and physically. And, 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 and the ravens had a fear. I mean, it's a story. I wasn't even eating. And they, God. God took me out. And I'm going to tell you what God took me out, how he took me out. I'm in my pit going like God. And God said, Elijah, you think you're done. I'm going to give you another purpose now. Your purpose is to find the next that will do greater things. So he's looking at Elijah going, do you know why I'm here? Do you know what took me out of my cave? God reminding me of what he placed on me and connecting me to you. Your mission became my motivation to come out. I'm preaching to seven people in this audience. Do you get that? By the way, I'm going up. Now here's the scoop. You see how God made a way? He literally made a way. Oh, by the way, let me prophesy this week. God's going to make a way where there is no way in your family, your home, your marriage, your finances. God's making a way right now as I speak. By the time you get home for Super Bowl Sunday, there will be a way where there was no way. There will be a way in your health, in your finances, in your relationship, in your marriage, in, in your breakthrough. There will be. If you believe that this is the week of the way, shout like you know it. I'm done. We got to hurry because it's, I promise you. Look up here. You're standing with me. Watch this. He, so he makes a way, right? Isaiah 43, 15 to 19. He is the way maker. That's what it says, right? What if I tell you that he's not only the way maker? What if I tell you that we limit God if all we call him is the way maker? Pastor Sam, what are you doing? We, we sang the song. Pastor Lauren was up there with the Paul Bunyan you know, flannel shirt singing. Wait, he was there, right? No, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Chop, 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 chop. Love it. That's not the point. But Waymaker, right? What if I tell you that we limit God? Well, what do you mean? He's not just a Waymaker. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I'm not just a Waymaker. I am. You missed it. I'm not just a Waymaker. I am the way. No, you missed it. If you are in me and I am in you, there will always be a way in, a way out, and a way through. Somebody shout like you know what I'm talking about. He's the way out. Raise your hand. He's the way out of failure. He's the way out of sin. The way out of brokenness. He's the way out of abuse. He's the way out of victimization mentality. He's the way out, the way out, the way out of mental poverty, physical poverty. He is the way out. 
the way out of captivity and addiction. He's the way out of depression, anxiety, fear, confusion, angst, and consternation. He is the way out of division and discord. He is the way out of darkness. With your hands raised, he is the way through the storm, through the trial, through the tribulation. And he's the way into eternal life, new life, abundant life. Now, if you not only know him as the way maker, but you know him as the way, the way, give him the praise that he deserves. Elijah, did you see how it works? When you use what you carry, what God has placed on you and in you, and connect it with what's in front of you, God will always make a way. So then he looks at him and says, well, what do you think about this journey? What do you think? And then he goes, now that you've seen it, I'm not making this up. This is a cool moment. What a, I, I, I want to record this. Like, imagine having like a movie set where you could record a moment where Elijah to Elijah and says, well, now that you've seen it all, what do you want? He looks at him and says, I want double of what you have. One double. Double, double portion. A version reads, I want a double portion. I want, a, I want an inheritance of a double portion of what you have. I want to inherit a double portion of what you have. This is his response. You kidding me? Dude, I had a hard time carrying a single portion. You have asked a difficult thing? You have asked a hard thing. Almost, I'm just breaking Hebrew exegetical extrapolation of the versions. An almost impossible thing. But nevertheless, you have the audacity to ask for a double of what I had a difficulty carrying a single portion of. All right. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you this. Don't tell anybody. I'm about to get promoted. Uh-huh. When I get promoted, if you have your eyes on me, two conditions. One, follow me. Don't stop following me. Don't follow anything else. Don't follow fame, fortune. Fo don't, don't, uh, uh, don't, don't know. You follow me. You follow me. And then keep your eyes on me. Because some people follow with their head down. Keep your eyes on me. Don't be distracted. If somebody shows up and you go, ah, don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on me. If you, those two conditions are met. When this falls, if you pick it up, it's yours. It's yours. First of all, he was willing to, Elijah was willing to let go of his mantle. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to love the mantle maker more than you love the mantle. What if I tell you that every single time God promotes you, he demands that you let go of your currents? The current mantle. That, and by the way, don't just let it go. Make sure somebody else picks it up. Quickly. Now watch this. I'm really done. I promise. We're out of here. What did I tell you to do? Two things. Follow you and watch you. Yeah. There's a guy named Jesus. 
who in Luke chapter 9 says the same identical thing. He says, you want what I have? Two things. Follow me and watch me. But then he adds one little thing. He says, you want what I have? Follow me and watch me, but one thing. Take up your cross daily and follow me. What am I telling you this? Because there are people in the church that want to carry the mantle, but don't want to carry the cross. Is that too hard? I have to be more positive about it, right? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you have to carry the cross before you carry the mantle. Which means you carry the fact that Jesus saves, delivers, heals, that he forgave you. The grace of Jesus, the mercy of Jesus, the redemption. you got to carry the cross before you can. Don't you dare ask for a mantle if you're not willing to carry the cross. Don't ask for fame. Don't ask for open doors if you're not willing to be a witness of the grace-filled work of Jesus. Carry the cross before you carry the mantle. And he did this. He got promoted. He let go of it. Then I want you to pick it up. He picked up Elijah's mantle. First thing he did was not go to Pollo Loco. <laughs> Buffalo wings. The yard house. The first thing he did was, let me try it out. He went to the Jordan. Stop. He didn't go to Gilgal. He didn't go to Bethel. He didn't go to Jericho. He went to the Jordan. He went to the way-making place. He went to that place. He already, he went to that place. When I count to three, I want you to do what he did. He literally did what his spiritual father told him to do and showed him how to do it. And he did the same thing. I'm here to prophesy that your children and your children's children, they're going to go to your Jordan and they're going to do what you are demonstrating to them in this generation. And God will use them in a greater manner than God has ever used you. Are you ready? When I count to three, you're going to hit the Jordan. Now, I'm going to prophesy. When you hit the Jordan, God's going to make a way for every single person here. This is the week of breakthrough. The glory of God's going to descend. Uh, uh, by the way, by the way, it was so biblical. In Jesus, years later, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. The, the river didn't open up, but the Bible says heaven's opened up no you missed it i'm here to tell you not only is it going to open up here in your favor heaven's going to open up in your favor it's going to open up there and it's going to open up here are you ready one two three hit your jordan 